Cool. I shouldn't have told you that. <laughs> Do you have like a way you want to be introduced? Um, the messiest bitch. No, I don't, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> there you, it is. You, you know me well enough. It's yeah. Fine. Okay. Cool. Whatever works. Um. Oh, let me get my script so I don't get too fucked up. Barak, I love your scream tattoo so much. Isn't it good? <laughs> yeah. Oh I'm my afraid. god. I'm Is obsessed. it new? Yeah, I just got it on Friday. I already oh, booked my good. next appointment. I ha- I'm getting another um, tattoo on Friday. That's fun. What are you getting? Faggot on my ankle. Cool. <laughs> oh my God. Work. Okay, work. I've wanted it for years. Yeah, oh, there it's you go. finally happening. Um, I, I got like... Reco- oh, okay. Dale. We're recording, but I'm just going to leave this all in. No. Um, <laughs> I'll put it at the end for the credits, which I got my have. own version of, of faggot, but like more like symbolic. Like I got a David Bowie. Oh know, yeah. Whatever. A Juan I mean, Gabriel nonsense. <laughs> like, you know. I feel like this is kind of faggoty. I decided. It is. I yeah, decided definitely. that Laurie Metcalf is the one that's in my mask. Work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, okay, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Nobody's Saying Hello, where we call up our friends and we say, hi, hello, how you doing? This show is brought to you in part by patreon.com backslash the nobodies with your support and we need it. We wanna, we wanna shoot more videos and we wanna get back on YouTube and we wanna get together and do those things, but we need your help with that. So uh, go to our Patreon and subscribe. Uh, who do we have today? Um, I'm very excited. Um, we have one of my favorite people I've ever met in nightlife. Um, a retired club kid, a Rolling Stone writer, a podcaster behind Song Mess, the authority on Latinx indie music in the world, I think. And um, just like uh, like <laughs> a good said, friend. She said, no, but yeah. She, she, got, <laughs> she just nodded her head, no, but then yeah. She's trying, to, she's trying to be humble. She's trying to be humble. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, Richard Viegas, one of my favorite people in the world. Hi, Richard. Hi, hi, hi. Thank you for having Yes. I, I want to start with a question that you asked everybody. Who are you and <laughs> what is it that you do? Oh, yeah. Good. Look at you doing the research. Okay. Yes, that is absolutely how I start almost every podcast. Um, I, my name is Richard Villegas, and what I do is music, uh, mostly writing about it, criticizing, uh, listening to far too much music, most of it fine, um, but, uh, <laughs> but I write about it. And so like, you know, I, just, I, I try to point people in the direction of things that I think are cool and interesting. Art is such an incredibly subjective thing, you know, like, you know, the album of the year never really particularly interests me. Um, I like weird shit. I like underground shit. I like new shit. I, you know, just like industrial cumbia from Brazil. Sure. Like that. I've never heard of that. Please tell me more, you know? And so that's what I usually focus on. And I write for publications such as Rolling Stone, Bandcamp, uh, Remezcla. I've written for Boiler Room, DJ Mag, you know, you name it. I've probably tried. Um, and, uh, and I'm of course the host and producer of the Song Mess podcast where I talk about more music mostly in spanish though you also were literally like a prolific club kid before this (laughs) i was i and i appreciate that you said introduced me as a retired club kid because that's (laughs) precisely how i used to say i used to say i was an aging club kid aka a club goat um and so uh it was a joke that almost never anyone got and that's fine 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I used to be a nightlife. I was a nightlife for a few years. I never like worked, worked. I, I had, I had my day job, you know, I, I used to prefer just coming out and supporting the girls throwing entirely too much money at them. But is there too, such thing as too much money? I, I mean, that's like what club kids were, that's right? We like, do, that's right? like, that's like, it wasn't always about like you're booked. It was like, right. you show up in a look yes. and you're there to have fun. Yeah. And I, and I've been like, you know, you could probably see some of my closet in the background there, mm -hmm. but um, you know, like I, uh, I've always been into like outfits and looks and clothes and things that are interesting. You know, just I like, often, I often look at what you wear and you're such an inspiration because it's like, you just don't give a fuck. And I'm a person who gives way too many fucks. And, uh, not that, I mean, not in the way that like you could tell, but it's just like t-shirt and pants type of thing. Oh, if no, I, I definitely If give I'm a not fuck. in drag, like I am right now with the biggest wig. <laughs> <you've ever seen. laughs> the most glitter I've ever had on. No, you look absolutely stunning, darling. I mean, like Thank you're giving, you. you're giving everybody, especially me a run for my money. Cause I'm just out here in a sweater. Cause I'm freezing my tits <laughs> off, but um, yeah, I mean, I absolutely give a fuck. Like the 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 socks and the underwear must match the outfit. Like no. even if nobody sees no! it, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The yep. underwear too. The underwear too, darling. What's your you, favorite kind of underwear? Uh, briefs and jock straps because I have a huge ass, and so sometimes like the like you know if I'm feeling like extra thickums today, just <laughs> normal underwear may not cut it. So like. A jock will just, well, that's not a problem. That panel just doesn't exist. Um, oh my God. <laughs> Accent Report is getting so embarrassed right now. Um, <laughs> I mean, you... it's all on my fucking Instagram. You guys can go see my booty hole if you want. She has you, uh, yeah, everybody out there go see. Yeah, it's no uh, tea. <laughs> Accent Report has you blocked because she doesn't want to see it. <laughs> Probably. Um, when, uh, when did you move to New York and become and then become part of the nightlife community. So I've moved to New York twice. I was actually uh -huh. born there. Most uh, of most, a uh, lot of people, I'm not gonna say most people can't say that because I don't know that that's factual, but a lot of people can't say that in New York because it's the melting pot and whatever. But, um, um, but I was born there, but I grew up abroad. I grew up in the Dominican Republic um, and I was there for 14 years. I did all my schooling there except for college. And then I moved to New York in 2004 um, I started out in Long Island and then I moved to the city. Um, so I wasn't 21 that first time around. I was very, very young. I think by the time I left that, uh, New York that time, I was like, I had just turned like 21 um, and I moved to South America. So I was out there for like three years. And so the second time I came back, so I came back in 2011, um, fall of 2011, I like was broke as a joke, you know, like the, the economy was still in shambles from like 2008. And I was just like, it was three of us sleeping in a bedroom in, in the Bronx. It was, you know, glam. Um, and then like, I eventually got a job and, but like the living situation was still wonky. So I didn't want to go home. So a friend of mine was like, come with me to the Ritz. And I was like, okay. And so this is like early 2012. Um, I think this is around the time that Hurricane Sandy hit, if I'm not mistaken, or that, no, that was later in the year. That was later in the year. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but it was like, spring winter 2012 that I like uh that I started going out to the clubs he took me to Our Lady of Saliva at the Ritz and so that's like Thorgy Thor and uh Azrea and Leopolitan uh Veruca La Piranha was no longer there um and then just like a lot of like the girls that like are on Drag Race now like 
you know, who were just starting out. Like I was, I saw Monet exchange there on like her second night in drag. Uh -huh. I saw Dusty Ray Bottoms on her first night in drag, uh -huh. you know, Aja when it was still starting back then, you know, like a and lot if they of, like, haven't, and if they haven't been on drag race, they are legends in their own right, absolutely. you know, here in the city and, you know, around surrounding areas. Absolutely. I mean, like, you know, even like, even people who've like, kind of like stopped doing drag. Well, I don't, I was going to say Lily Heavenly, but I don't know if she stopped doing drag or she just sort of. I still see her name every now and then. Okay. I don't okay. know her very well, but I see her name. I'm sure she's giving shows on the pier. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean and even some of the places aren't even there anymore i like but it's just like the legendary throwdowns those were the best like facebook is one of the few positive things left about P facebook anymore is just like the memories feature and so sometimes oh, yeah. you like you get reminded of like these epic fights so like when azrea took down like the entire um god the the mcqueens the mcqueen clan so it's like cast the spell of mcqueen um and, and she called them a community theater production of precious um, i don't know who the mcqueen like these are drag artists <laughs> well i suppose you could call them that um, <laughs> i think that i think my first uh time seeing azraya take someone down was i don't even remember who it was but she took him down maybe veruca possibly i mean i wouldn't put it past anyone you know just like as was ready to fight i mean you All know it's like as as, as you know as Rhea demand, demands your fucking facebook likes uh -huh. because it was fucking fun those were good times like monet used to like come in and stir the pot uh jada valenciaga ari uh -huh. kiki ari kiki and vicky villanez are still very very good friends of mine uh -huh. um I, I'm, I'm not in touch with as many people in nightlife anymore miss jade actually came out uh and visited me here in mexico which is where i reside these days so did accident reports so a shout out to you sir i want to come too once come visit come through you would love it bitch. she's I a good tour to guide she's a good tour guide she's i need to go and so she's bad. affordable <laughs> that's what i hear yeah richard I, richard richard what is your favorite nightlife memory oh god no uh i don't know i mean because i okay all right i'm gonna go with a safe one here um it was going to the diner after oh. saliva with the girls um it was just like sitting there and it's like bob and bob do, just doing the most i remember one particular night thorgy showed up like in clown face and dressed as a ketchup bottle uh, uh -huh. and that, so, like, i remember and, that look yeah like we were all just there like eating soup you know at four in the morning <laughs> it was ridiculous the diner culture of going out mm -hmm. and and then after the club like it, it it's just formative yes it's i mean it's, and i remember one particular time i i think i was hosting glow i'm not 100 i i think i was and i remember i was with ari kiki and i think maybe kimberly smalls and oh, i love her i love kim i love kim she needs to come back kim to drag smalls labeja yes man kimberly smalls labeja <laughs> labeja um, but yeah, we went, we, I remember, I think we all were at Glow and afterwards we went to like the diner. This was in Chelsea. I think it was like the Venus diner. I think that's what it's called. And like, I remember like, I actually came in like a full look. Cause like sometimes I'd be like, Neh. but like, I was just like, well, I'm booked. I'm actually on the flyer. So I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to cinch. I'm going to wear a heel a little bit. Like how I, when I, when I, uh, judged at, at, uh, at, uh, at Mex Nobody, it was a similar look. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just distinctly remember feeling like I was finally part of the of the family 
the moment that we sat down and I just took off the hat and then I just let the belt loose. And I was just like, oh, it's just oh, like- Oh, I wanna cry so much. <laughs> I had this moment when I first came in and I think the first people I ever dined with were Aja and the family. Oh my God. Like, when it was just like Momo and Aja and it was- I me. think me too, actually. They were big into the diners, yeah, yeah. Well, and Asha and her family were just always so welcoming. And so, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think that was my first diner experience. Yeah, I just remember feeling very like, it was almost like like I had been anointed. Like, like you know, like putting on the drag, it's cute and whatever, whatever, but taking it off, totally. that's that real moment of kinship of like, bitch, right? Like, this feels great. Just taking it off and ordering an omelet, hell yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> what would now we have to get really into it because we started and then we stopped ourselves. Ah! What were your impressions of the Mix Nobody pageant? Um, yeah. So I, you were a judge year two. I was. Yeah. I was. One of our favorite <laughs> pictures is you just finger waving at one point. <laughs> it's just such a legendary image from the history. I of don't the remember. Oh, it's uh, uh, Billy. Uh, Billy Days. That? Billy Days was uh, performing. Yeah. I, yeah, because it's you and me, Berica, on the stage. And like, I, because I, I, I'd gotten a little drunk. It's so funny because I was like sitting with some of my personal, you know, nightlife icons like Ari Kiki and Ezrea, um, who again, so influential to me when I was like coming up in the scene. Yeah. Um, Ezrea like, anointed the Mix Nobody pageant that day. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I, and hard. I, hard. And I just, I was like, well, you know, you're in the gig, be the gig, you know, like that's how I always kind of think about it. And I remember you're like I was eating gig. cookies. <laughs> and I remember I was eating cookies and I just like was like it was time for me to speak and I just spat them all out I was just like Bleh, you know um and that was really fun and yeah that was great so like um I I really did like the pageant because it reminded me a lot of like of the saliva days because like a lot of a lot of other shows a lot of other pageants have tried to sort of um uh, replicate, I guess, or, or sort of recapture the magic of what Saliva was. And I think what, what really made Saliva so special was that it was really punk. Um, it was very like, you could see like the glamest of the glam, the pageantiest of the pageantiest next to like Honey LeBronx literally shitting out an apple and then chopping it up and serving it to the audience, no. which by the way, took uh, Thorgy Thor take, ate a piece of that apple. Um, did it actually come out of her ass or did she pretend it? Oh no, it absolutely came out of her ass because Ari Kiki even was like, I was in the bathroom as she was doing it. Um, no. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was this whole bit about like how she's like a housewife or whatever in a poodle skirt. And then she's like making a fruit salad and she chops up the banana and chops up an orange. And she's like, and where's the apple? And then she's like, oh, right. And she pulls up the skirt. She's wearing a jock strap and like no. shits it out, you know, and then chops it up and serves it to the audience. And everybody's like, ah, and it was iconic as all and hell. And Thorgy took a piece? Allegedly, yes. Oh <laughs> She's um, like, that didn't come out of her ass. No, it didn't. Ah, woo, you know, like, it's just very- <laughs> You just did the best impression of Thorgy I've ever heard. It was just very <laughs> Thorgy. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's fine, it's fine, girl. Um, hey, girl. But yeah. Uh, but but yes, uh, next nobody. So yeah, so the pageant was really cool because it had a lot of that punk flair. It was just kind of wild and crazy. And like, it's just like you didn't like, like to me, what made me feel, fall in love with drag was the shock value. It felt really punk in a way that like actually spoke to me. Cause I was like, ah, sometimes like an actual punk thing could feel very macho and I'm kind of delicate, I'm a little dainty. So I'm like, maybe that's not for me. But it was just like the drag stuff. It was just like, holy shit. 
So when like at, uh, at Mex Nobody, I don't remember the name of the performer, um, but she was, I think from Louisiana and she was doing a situation where she was uh, stimulating herself uh, in a sexual manner and driving herself to orgasm and then squirting onto candles that she had previously lit. Uh, yep. and, the, and the whole talent was to turn off the candles with her lady squirt, which was wonderful. <laughs> and I was like, holy crap. And like, that was iconic. Um, but yeah. That was, was Elise the Beast, who is a oh, Louisiana performer. It was so who is in, good. Also literally the nicest person I've ever met in my <laughs> Yeah, <entire> seriously. <laughs> but yeah, but it was, it was cool that like, you know, it just, it, it, it is cool that it brings out everybody and all sorts of performers. So that's really, really cool. Like, I, you know, I don't, cause like, I don't know if what she was doing was necessarily drag. It was definitely performance. And that's cool. Like it's, it's totally well, fine. We, we've expanded the, mm. the pageant to not just be drag. Cool. Uh, we've expanded, when Quams Galore won the second year, is that the second year? Second year. Um, she was, a, she's a burlesker and pretty classic style burlesker. Um, and we really, she made us learn that we needed to expand because we really, we set out to make it more all-inclusive, but we weren't, none of us were really that familiar with burlesque. So we didn't really mm -hmm. reach out to that community. Um, and then she came through and just killed it. And so the next year we definitely expanded it to offer the space more to musicians and, mm -hmm. and burlesquers and drag artists. Was she the one that performed the night that I was also judging? She had like, there's a picture of us kind of like at the table also yazzing at her. Or, qualms? Uh, qualms, I think, yeah, yeah. That might have been the year that she won, actually. She had, like, some yeah. pantyhose really high up and, like, just, like, kind of, like, this big wig. And she was just kind of, like, giving. I don't remember what she was doing, but I, I think, remember yeah. she was sick. I man. think, yeah. I think that was yeah. probably the year that she won. Oh, yeah. dope. She was really yeah. good. Okay, I don't yeah. remember what she was doing, but I remember her. All right, so what's your butt? What's going? Yeah, what's Go the off. butt? Yeah. That's fine. Okay, I'll give you the butt. That's fine. Um. I think I've heard I, this spiel for the record, so I'm just I have excited it. to I have, I'm, I'm have Verica here. Well, now that I, now that it is going to be on the record, I think I'm gonna like. Be Am, more I gonna careful. Cry? Am I gonna cry? Am I gonna cry? No, it's like, no. It's like, I hated Ariel. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, she died. <laughs> no, 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 no. I loves me some Ariel. Shout out to Ariel Versace. Um, anyway, <laughs> but, <Ben. laughs> no, but um, I think it's really cool. So, like, I love the inclusivity i love that it's open to just about everything as long as you're good as long as it's interesting that to me is amazing but like you know sometimes like like but it, i think certain things can't i think performance can be cathartic and even therapeutic but sometimes you kind of like you also need to remember that like it's entertainment you know mm -hmm. i think mm -hmm. i think someone like sasha velour has done a tremendous job of really expanding our expectations of what drag can be like it's just like you know hers is not really like you know like that you're out here like singing along and like you know she's given she's giving it in a very different way um so it's just like yeah like a lot of you know uh, i think creating a safe space is okay but also it's important for a lot of the very young people who come and perform uh, all of the legal age for whoever's listening um you know who are coming to perform that is just like there's also a bit of it's overly sensitive i think in many ways i think it robs a bit of of the irreverence from drag i think uh drag shouldn't just be uh political it should be fun it should be funny it should be it should push the envelope it should do it should make you feel and i feel like you know 
in everywhere, but particularly in the U.S., there is a very a specific discourse of activism and of visibility and of like using your platform. And and a lot of these performers do that. And I think that's fine and that's great. But also like you are on a stage performing. Um, and, I, you know, if you made me feel something great, but, you know, from what I've seen and from what I've heard, um, a lot of them don't take criticism great. Um, and other times I think, uh, I, I don't, I, you know, this is on the internet, so I don't think I'm calling anyone out, but Accident Report, you, you've said like, you know, it's like, oh, eight performances about rape in one night can be a little heavy, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So again, I'm not telling anybody to not speak their truth. I'm just like, you know, I think it, I, I, I personally, we definitely um, had that situation last year where somebody gave a, a performance that was pretty dramatic and pretty touching, but uh, it just didn't go over well with the sure. uh, the judges for some reason, and they were they were really upset about it. And yeah. probably the most upset anyone's ever been in the yeah, history yeah. of Mix Nobody. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was it's it's hard because the the spirit of the show is giving everyone who wants a platform a platform. And some people are going to use that platform to talk about really, 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 really personal things. Of course. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so um, not everyone is there to hear that. Right. So it, it, there's, an, there's an, just a dilemma of the, and that's the very concept of, at the heart of the core of the show. Yeah. And the thing is, that, but if you get to say anything, you know, we get to react however we right. want. You don't get right. to control how we react to it, whether it's from yeah, a critical yeah, yeah, yeah. standpoint or from a, totally. yes, bitch, that was sickening, whatever. Like, uh -huh. you don't you don't get to really, you, like, you as an artist, you present the work. And and so much of my work is that. It's just like, you know, and a lot of people are like, well, I want people to like it. I'm like, that should be the la least of your concerns. Wait, you know? I, thought, I thought you were going to have a but about our producing of it, not the performers. But <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what I was gearing up for. I was like, okay, what do we do? Bitch, I'm not going to go into your house and take a dump in the living room. Like, what are you talking about? I mean, you might win the pageant. <laughs> Maybe, actually. But um, no, no, no. I mean, like, my, my butt is a bit of a, again, like, you know, I, uh, I, I had to leave the U.S. Um, I, I, I felt like I had to leave the U.S. because it just, it, it's become a bit of a monkey cage where like they're like everything is politicized in a way that is just like so extreme that you can't even go to the bodega anymore and like you know just talk to your bodega guy and get a sandwich and keep it moving like it has all, always to be like you know oh did you see what trump said or like you know just like oh this crazy shit that's happening and it's just like it sometimes you just kind of need to step away from it and i feel like uh, I, 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 for example, began to feel really excluded in queer spaces in, in, in New York, particularly in Brooklyn, uh, because they're like, you know, in a way it's just like, if I didn't like something, it was an attack. Um, and it's just like, girl, I don't care. Like, just be happy, you know, like dress however you want to dress, whatever pronouns you prefer. I'm glad to use them. You know, I understand respect is, is foremost, you know, but also like, if you have nothing else to talk about, then, you know, your identity that doesn't make you a very interesting person. It just means that you're self-centered and just want to talk about that one thing. And it's just like, it, it becomes a lot of, there's a lot of yes, guessing at each other and there's not a whole lot of disagreement. Mm -hmm. um, and it, to the point where like, it, it got to a very strange point where like most of my friends now are like straight people who I like look down on, which is, <laughs> but, but it's just like, I started to not feel tapped into my community anymore, I, I, you uh -huh. know? so. 
Like, I again, I understand that everybody- You think it's knows. an oversensitivity? Uh, yes and no, but again, I think that, I think there's a lot of like, the, the, the US political situation is so uh, volatile and strange and, and strained um, that I think like, it's just, everybody's ready to fight. Um, there, we, we don't give each other what I call shit room. It's like, you know, like you gotta give each other a little room to like, you know, you, you, you know, it was, it, it was some shit. I'm sorry, girl, you know, like, um, yeah. so like, you know, we can throw in cancel culture in there, uh -huh. you know, we can, so many, so many things can be thrown in there. And like, I, I, I do believe in accountability. I do believe that like, you know, social media has given a lot of voice to people who feel disenfranchised, uh, dis disenfranchised. Uh, but, um, but I think sometimes, but people don't know when to shut up. Some people <laughs> like having free speech doesn't mean that you use it 24 seven, 24 hours a day, you know, like yeah. som sometimes it's okay to just keep it pushing. Like I don't fight with people on the internet anymore. You know, mm -hmm. like it's just, I'm bored. Like girl, we're grown ups. You're on the well, internet. Let me ask you this. If Azrea came back and got in a fight on the internet, would you take part? I would, yeah, I would probably drop those, yeah. <laughs> those were fun because those were like kikis. Those were like, you were roasting people, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, you'll and, see those, you'll see those same people back in the day, like doing shots together the next yeah. day. Yeah. And exactly. still yelling at each other. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, like um, what uh, Jasmine Rice, back when she was still called Kim Chi Chi, she like, oh! she, she used to, <laughs> she used to jump in the melees, like fully and just like, Oh my god, just kicking. Oh yeah, she lives. You know, she lives. <laughs> but she's like vicious. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm like, Who are you, bitch? Who are you? You know, like okay. I'm segueing out of this Why? because I want Richard to be able to talk about his work a little bit more because yeah, we're barely so. even talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> and like, we could just talk shit about we people could, in the nightlife all night. You're right. <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly like work is exhausting. So whatever. Well, um, I just wanna I want to talk about like song mess and the project of song mess and what an amazing thing it is so just like tell everyone what song mess is absolutely thank you um yes so um if you're still with us after some of my prob problematic statements um song mess <laughs> is a podcast that i started with uh a like my media mentor um and colleague beverly Bryan. um she actually used to be both i think that's how we met yes uh, right like we met at Correct. um Back when we both were writing for a company MTV. that I won't name. Oh. Okay, oh, well. <laughs> since, since I have to call you accident report on here, I'm like, I'm a little like, no, I don't that's... know how much I can say about you or not. Uh, but yes, we were both writing for MTV at, at this time, or at least a particular branch of MTV that no longer exists. Um, and yeah, she had been an editor there. She, But by the time I met her, she was um, just contributing. Um, and we, were, we became fast friends. She was fascinated by what's happening in Latin America because she too is just like curious about like what's next what's next what's next um and so we like developed a bond over that um she made some intros I started writing more and then you know we were always talking about music so I was like let's start a podcast and so Song Mess was born as a music podcast in January it'll be five years uh since this yeah. podcast started um, and, you know, we used to just play like new music and stuff from Latin America and whatever, whatever it was mostly in English for the first two years. And then when I left New York in March of 2018, uh, she was going through some personal stuff, some work stuff, some health stuff. So she was like, you know what, just take the pot, like the podcast. She was like, it's, it's always been more yours than mine anyway, but like, she's like, just take it on your own. And like, she's like, I need 
some time away. So she still comes on every couple of months, but uh, it's more my show now. And I don't like one man shows. So like I kind of pivoted towards interviews. Um, and so at this point I've done about 150 interviews more actually on, on song mess, mostly with musicians, artists, fellow journalists, uh, you know, festival producers, like whatever, like drag queen. She did horchata and Hannah Lou, Anna Lou. And I did, uh, and I did Ari Kiki and Vicky Villanes. And I'm pretty sure I've done another one and I don't remember who it is right now. Fuck. Um, but yeah, then it's just like, you know, if you're Latina, Latinx, Latin American, you know, I'm, and work with music, I'm interested in talking to you. It's just like, you know, each story is different and, and unique. And so like, since I left uh, the US, it's mostly in Spanish now, but every so often uh, there are some, some English episodes, like you mentioned, you know, with, with Horchata and Honolulu. Yeah, I, um, I don't speak Spanish and yeah. just assume that it, I didn't have an in there. And I just looked at it today and, and, and gladly listened to a couple. Um, oh, cool. Thank yeah. You. And, but even when it's in Spanish language, and I want to say this to the listeners that like it is, there's so much music that it's mm-hmm. just fun to pop on and listen to. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, so, and I, and I, and I want to, you know, like if you, if you are interested in sounds of Latin America and what's happening, cause it's Latin, it, again, it's Latinx, Latin America, and sometimes music from like Spain and Portugal, because there is an inherent influence. Um, but I have a play, there's a playlist uh, that we have on, on Spotify. It's called Song Miss Bops. Um, and you can follow that. I update that literally on a daily basis. No song on there is older than two weeks. Um, and you can discover a fuck ton of stuff from punk to club to like reggaeton to like folky stuff. Like there's everything is on it. So- my favorite tracks I have ever, ever, ever found in my life have pretty much all come from Song Mess and you. Like truly. So- <laughs> I, I like when I keep, I know like the, I have a, an idea for the stuff that you like. So um, I definitely keep in mind, like always an eye out for like ballroom. Like Latin America loves ballroom, but they're finally starting to create ballroom music. Um, yeah, like I, I think I sent you, I probably sent you this record by this uh, Brazilian trans woman called Dana Lisboa. Mm-hmm, and she mm-hmm. and it's like 90s house, but like she worked with Nelson D who's like the authority uh, on like ballroom in Brazil, like in terms of like production. He's kind of like their, um, oh God, I, I was gonna say Cakes, but that's not it. Uh, from Queen Beat, I forget. I forget Mike their Q? Name. My, yes. So, so Nelson D is like their Mike Q of sorts. Got it. And, um, so they work together and stuff Ooh, like that. wait, so- no, maybe you didn't send that to me. Send it to me immediately. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I Berica asked one of our guests the other week uh, a very good question. So I'm going to ask it of you now. Um, what would you want like an American or a person from the United States to know about the Latinx mu- indie music scene that you feel Ooh. like you don't know? I so, said, what would you want a white person to know about something? That's <laughs> what I said. Well, I'm making it more specific. <laughs> I know. And, and I appreciate you saying uh, American because there is, uh, you know, especially with like politics and everything that's huh. happening right now, US centrism is a big thing, right? It's right. just like, we are the center of the universe. We are the mm-hmm. only thing that exists. Everything that's outside is bad. You know, like that's why you get movies like Taken where it's just like, oh, I don't want to travel. I'm going to get Taken. You oh know, uh, and then fucking Liam Neeson has to come get me. But so the first thing that I would tell people is, guess what? It's just, there's a little melanin and maybe it's a, and it's, and it's maybe a, a, sometimes a couple of words in Spanish 
but it's really not that different from the shit that you're used to listening to. So like, if you like club music, if you like electronic music that doesn't have any words in it, well, I don't think that's a problem. So why are you only listening to like mm-hmm. DJs from Berlin? You know what I mean? Like, you know, who are, so that's, who are some of your favorites right now? Uh, depends on the genre. Uh, like, so like, for instance, dance, what you, you were just talking about. Yeah. Like dance music. Um, so there's a lot of great labels and a lot of great compilations. I'm actually working on a story about one. Oh. Um, but um, there's this producer from uh, Peru that I love. Her name is Orieta Krem. Uh, Krem, C-H-R-E-M. She's really fantastic. Uh, there are two labels that are like super queer, super clubby. Um, one is called Salvia Tech, and then the other one is called uh, Yedra or like Hydra, some, something like that. One is from Uruguay, one is from Argentina. And just like, and but again, like it's just, you know, it's just club music. You know, you could listen to this and that not be a problem. Um, you know, I like think about it because it's like Americans or, or people from the United States, specifically white people from the United States, are do have this like, they associate Latin American countries and Latin American people at, with low tech. So they don't imagine that there is like techno music that comes out of Latin well, America. Un- unfortunately, we also, we also operate under stereotypes. Like it's just, you know, a human thing. So it's just like when a lot of people, like even in Latin America, when I was like, oh, I'm trying to make it sound more Latin. I'm like, girl, you're from Mexico how much more Latin does it need to sound, you know? um, But it's just like, there's this impression that if it's like Latin music, it's just gonna come with like bells and feathers. And, you know, it's just like, well, no. I mean like, you know, an ambient producer from Colombia is just as Latin, you know, as as like a guy making cumbia, you know? It's just like, it's it's whatever. So it's about like challenging a lot of those stuff, a lot of those things. Also the gatekeeping is a big thing. Um, if you think about like media, um, critical media uh, or, or like awards, it's all from the States usually, sometimes from Europe. You know, it's, it's, it's not very common that somebody's like, oh bitch, I got like, you know, like I got written up in this Mexican website. Uh, you know, like you, you don't get that from like say an American artist or a European artist. And there's this guy from Honduras that I re- that I was talking to. His name is Almanax. Uh, that's his producer name. And um, he has a label called Templo Animal, uh, Animal Temple. And he was talking to me about like, he was just like, the, the label's kind of mission is about like building bridges between scenes, right? So it's just like, you know, they've, re- they've done compilations with like producers from Argentina and Puerto Rico and Honduras and Mexico and stuff. Um, and the idea is like, everybody thinks electronic music only happens in New York and Berlin. And it's just like, you know, and everybody's always like, oh, I want to go play in Berlin. But when was the last time you heard a German say, oh, I want to go play in Honduras. And, and that's kind of it. It's a, it's a power dynamic that, that is only kind of, it's kind of a one-way street where we in Latin America are always looking north, but north is never looking down. Um, and so that's kind of something that I am always trying to push. It's just like, girl, like, why are you making a song in English? Why are you writing a song in English when the people that you're going to be playing for speak Spanish? Like, it's because you want that, you want, I, I guess you want that money that they have and you know, that people in the US and Europe have, you want that prestige. Um, but you know, so at the end of the day, like, why are you, why are you trying to act brand new? Like cater to the people that are in front of you, you mm-hmm. know, it's just like, and do, say whatever you want to say, but like be, keep in mind that like you live in, 
this tiny city or this town or wherever you like this is where you live just speak about your reality you know i don't know that's how i feel about it yeah um what what was uh the queer music scene like and the latin music scene like in brooklyn when you were here um so i never i've actually never lived in brooklyn i oh you never lived in oh you lived in manhattan i lived in I lived in Queens, oh. I lived in the Bronx, and I lived in Manhattan for, for in Washington Heights for a few years. Um, well, we talk mostly about Brooklyn, but talk yes, about Manhattan. Talk about it every, anywhere, you know. So in, in New, New York, York, New York has an interesting Latin scene. Uh, it's it's a little strange because like it's the the Latin musicians like even though like you know Latin media like Remezcla or whatever Miku like they they're very like mm, mine you know um, they're ready to claim them. Um, you know, these are artists who also want to like, you know, understandably uh, transcend. Um, so like you have like artists like Ella Minus or Elado Negro or Buscabulla or Senia Rubinos who like are written about in Pitchfork. Um, you know, it's just not just like, you know, for, for Latin stuff. Uh, the thing about the thing with, with um, New York in particular is that like, because there are such large immigrant groups, like the Dominicans aren't necessarily coming out for like Maluca. You know, it's more like the Dominicans are still in Washington Heights catching a bachata show or a reggaeton show or whatever, you know. So like the people that are coming out for Maluca or Mula like might be like the hipsters and that that will make it a very, very niche thing. So in the U.S. it can be kind of tricky for, for Latinx artists. Um, in California, it's usually a little easier because, you know, just like, just like oh, Mexican and Chicano and da da da. And it's just like you know, you can, like, people will come out. In New York, it's a little harder to get people to come out. Mm, mm. Um, but the queer stuff, um, I mean, there's, okay, so Song Mess has another playlist called Song Mess Pride because I'm a basic bitch. And I was just like, I, I know plenty of basic bitches are going to be looking, uh, you know, at these playlists and this is accessible. And Because I got tired of people telling me, oh, but there's no queer people make, in Latin America making music. And I'm like, girl, do you know how large Latin America is? Um, so I made a playlist with uh, all queer and trans artists, <clears throat> and um, at the mo at the moment it's about 150 different artists, um, and it's like you know trans folks from Brazil and like you know queers from Puerto Rico and like you know whether it's a punk or a singer songwriter you know or something more theatrical whatever like um, it's all on there and if again if if you about it you about it and you can go look um, and it's it's one track per artist and if you like somebody then go discover their shit, you know? Um, like right now, I mean, at time of recording, it's Trans Awareness Week. Um, and like, I'm trying to figure out, cause I've, I've written a lot about trans people over the last year or two. Um, so I wanna share those articles without it being like about me. So I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna share that on, on like Twitter. Um, but yeah, like, it's just like, we exist. And it's just like, and sometimes even within niches, we have to remind each other, we fucking exist. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot of my job. It's just like, J Balvin and Bad Bunny are fucking great. Yes, so is Cardi B, wonderful. Guess what? There's more Latin folk than just mm -hmm. those three, you know? I guess the reason I asked uh, about Brooklyn specifically, because I feel like since I got to the scene, there's been more integration of music and drag uh, at, the, at the bars, you know, we all go to. Uh, when, mm -hmm. What was it like when you were bouncing around? I remember, so I remember, um, uh, I really was very excited about Horchata. Um, Cause I think Horchata had a moment 
where she was very like, fuck everything. I wanna, I wanna start incorporating more like of my being Latina. And I'm like, amazing. Um, because also Horchata was not just on stage, she was behind the decks. So mm-hmm. that meant that like suddenly like, you know, Metropolitan was playing reggaeton or salsa, you know, or cumbia. And it was like, oh, and it wasn't just like Selena, which is kind of like, you know, it's kind of like an easy gateway for, you know, for like non-Spanish speakers. It's like, oh, I know Selena, hell yeah. Um, so it's just like, sometimes it would be like, you know, a J Balvin or a Tego Calderon or some, or Daddy Yankee or whatever. And it's like, oh, work. Um, I remember she had a party with, um, this is before, she has a Latin party now and I forget what it's called, Yas Mama. Um, mm-hmm. But before Yas Mama, she had one with Lady Quesadilla um, and it was called Cholalicious. Um, and, and I remember I really liked that party. Cause again, it was like Latin music and I didn't get to hear it ever. Like those, my two worlds, which were nightlife and Latin music did not get to intersect very often. Um, the first time that that ever happened was with this like pop star from Chile. He's like this queer guy. His name is Alex Anvanter. He lives in New York now actually. Um, and he was like there to play a festival or something. And we ended up at like, I, I went to, to his show, to a show that he was playing. It was like my first, you know, Latin indie gig or whatever. It was at the Mercury Lounge and like we're kicking, we're drinking, we're feeling it, da da da. I meet a guy, he's a DJ. I'm like, all right. We go to the bathroom, I'm sucking dick. I'm like fully like brushing my teeth with that peener. And then like the door to the bathroom opens and I'm like fully like, you know, like dick and mouth. I'm like, shh. Um, and so like, you know, we're in the stall obviously and you know, guy rolls up to the urinal and it's actually this pop star guy. And I'm fully gooped. I'm like, oh no, oh no. Um, and so like, then like we disperse. Um, and then the next day I got like a, a Facebook message from him being like, you sound like, you seem like fun. Do you want to come to the Suzanne Barsh, uh, Suzanne Barsh party? And I was like, work, let's go, you know? And then there we were just fully butt ass naked in the jacuzzi. He has like a boy on each one of his like laps. Oh, it was wonderful. We had a great time. We almost got arrested that night. So, oh, yeah. I miss New York. Exactly. Yeah. Same. I, I sometimes miss New York. Although the last time I was there, which was last year, um, I didn't. I, I was like, no, you were over it. You were so over it. It was like, it's not, it felt like seeing an ex, like an ex that you haven't uh-huh. seen in a, in a while. It was just like, you look good. I'm happy for you. And I'm also. <laughs> And I'm also glad we're not together anymore. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. guess what I mean is I miss me at that time when I was that in love with being in New York and oh, being, yeah. you know, just wherever. Yeah, it's I mean, not New- the same as it used to be. I'll tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a New Yorker until you've actually said it's not what it used to be. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I lo- again, I love New York, but like, I was also like, you know what? I guess what I don't have to just sit here and like you know, I don't know, deal with musical pipes going off at three in the fucking morning in my apartment mm. or, you mm. know, just like the MTA <laughs> being like, oh, there's no trains running. <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> fuck off. You know, I, I was just like, I don't, I don't have to do it. And I don't wanna, and it's just the psyche of people in the US. It's just like, nobody's happy anymore. Just, it doesn't matter if you're like, you know, a fashy Trump supporter or on the opposite end of that spectrum. It doesn't matter. Just nobody's fucking happy. It's true. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I just couldn't wait to get out. And it's like, 
Mexico City, like, which is where I live, you know, it has, it has its challenges, you know, it is not a wealthy city, it's not always a safe city, um, you know, the food is great, the weather, ugh, the air quality is not the best, but you know what, it's not as depressing as New York, because guess what, on the weekends, you're still gonna go out and have that cocktail, and like, you know, you can still go to the park and kiki, and it's, and it's affordable to live here, you know, and so, I don't know, it was just, it was, I was ready for like, you know, chaos is unavoidable at this point, but I was ready for like, I don't know, a sunnier, better tasting kind of chaos. <laughs> I, I would be remiss if I did not ask for our wrestling fans about, yes. um, yes. What, like, <gasps> can you just talk about like the, the wrestling scene in Mexico City? Um, I can't say very much because the only time that I've actually gone was with you. Right. <laughs> um, which was, it was so funny. Cause I was like, you know, like I'm, I'm used to people coming down to visit Mexico city is not that far from the U S yeah. I'm just like, All right, the plane there... ticket was $70. Exa there you go. I, I be telling people, I'm like, girl, you can make this a weekend for $300. I almost called yeah. you up a couple months ago. Cause I was in LA and uh, tickets were like 70 bucks from LA. Yeah. And I was like, it's, mm. the, the flights are cheap. And like an Airbnb is like 10 bucks a night, like just for like a room. Yes. And, and you will spend probably less than $10 a day on food and Definitely. shenanigans. So it's like, it, you can like for $300, you can like make this a weekend, including flights and, 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 and uh, hotel stay. They need to hire you for the tourism board. <laughs> I'm ready, girl. I'm <laughs> trying to be booked. But yeah, no, but, um, but yeah, so when you came down, so we went to Las Luchas and, and oh, you, cause you were, I was like, what's your, you know, what you have three days, what's priority? And you were like wrestling, duh. I'm like, okay, right. Um, so we went to Las Luchas. Las Luchas are amazing. Cause it's just like, it's not quite a gigantic stadium, but it's a pretty, it's it was pretty not big. small. She's it was not pretty small. Big. And there were and beautiful murals everywhere incredible. of all the wrestlers. They were so beautiful. And like, and then you go inside and it's like, you know, like they're going in. And like, I used to watch wrestling when I was, uh, when I was a teen, you know, like, again, like we're all, you know, we're all on the rainbow spectrum here. Like, you know, it's, Wrestling played a, a somewhat formative uh, <laughs> a part in my puberty. Wait, you know? wait, accent report was it ever sexualized for you in that <gasps> way? No, no it really, no. Wasn't. I really she... must admit to you, it was not. Gay, um, <laughs> that's so gay, man. <laughs> you and your feelings and your sensitivity and shit. No, for me, it was. I mean, it was just like a bunch of like you know meatheads in like speedos who are oiled up uh -huh. and like rubbing against each other. Bitch, girl, I spilled many a nut to that. Um, but anyway, um, still today, I actually, yes, yesterday I was at a diner with a friend and like there was wrestling in the background and I was fully distracted. Um, but um, yeah, no, so here it's, it's really So that fun. moment, accident report, where Richard went to the bathroom at the show, <laughs> you know what was happening. Yes, ma'am. Um, and yeah, I mean, that was really fun. The stadium was uh nuts uh i lived because like i like i again like i like the minutia of it like I, the choreographies were stunning um i didn't realize how much like drag it was until i'm sitting there with accident report fully yazzing at these fucking wrestlers like yes or like the dancers you know like the kind of like the cheerleader girls who are like in like their panties and bras fully bored just dead behind the eyes which is <laughs> great oh. um the the fucking concessions were amazing because it was they like get, you could just get a cup of noodle while you watch wrestling yeah 
You could just get like, they'll just give you a cup of noodle. And I was like, this is the craziest thing. I Although it's good that you life. didn't. Apparently a friend of mine did get a cup of noodle once at like a somewhere and he got like some sort of amoeba or whatever from the water. Oh um, no, I got like a ham sandwich or something. No, no, no. You got you got a, a personal Domino's pizza. Oh yes, I forgot. They were just walking around with Domino's and I was like, I don't even like Domino's, but I'm getting the Domino's. <laughs> that was, and they like sell you like liter beers for like $2. And yeah. It's just the best. And I remember oh we were sitting, we were sitting behind like, cause like a lot of people will go after work. And so we were fully sitting, sitting behind like these like, four or five people and they were all like secretaries or something totally. and they were fully like Matalo! like kill him <laughs> like it was the best shit in the world i was like all right i get it i, I was surprised i was surprised when you told me that it's like in mexico city it's like a tourist thing to do it I is a tourist like, thing oh. but, but but people do go um so like where we were at those were like expensive seats mm. those were like 15 dollars seats like usually you can pay I think it's like a dollar or two and you'll be sitting up in the nosebleeds, but like that's where like the, apparently the real Kiki happens. Like it's like full on party. You're just drinking and probably doing other things. And um, you know, but uh, yeah, like we were, we were like, we were in the touristy seats because mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. we could afford it. Um, but yeah, no, it, 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 I, I have heard that like sometimes people do go just cause like they want like a little something you know, it's just like, oh, let's spice up our Thursday. Let's go to the right. Beach. All right. You know, and so like they'll do that. But yeah, they don't go like all the time. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's not like a. It's not like a religious thing. Although I've been reading this. Um, uh, a fucking okay. So okay. So you'll like this because this inter intersects on all our things. So last year I went to Mexico City Comic Con, which is called La Mole, which La Mole is the thing from Fantastic Four, but in Spanish. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's what the Comic Con is called. And there's like a whole little, like very discreet, but there's like a whole little queer section in the artist alley. Um, and I met the guys from Tiger Lion Moicana, and which is a like a little, it's an editorial house, I guess, a publishing house. Um, and their full thing is furries. Um, and so there's two main, um, there's two main characters and they're wrestlers. Um, and hold on, because I have the book. Hold on, I'm going to get it. <laughs> I'm gagged. I took a sip of water right when right when Richard said furries and almost lost my shit. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Oh, yes. We're going to have to post links to this. All right, so I'm getting it. Okay, so, so it's, uh, I don't know if you guys can see it. It's Rey Ring, so the king of the ring. Oh, and wow. They're just like weird lion people, huh? And it's like a lion and a bear. Or Oh, no. Well, the guy's just is, well, I think he is a bear. Um, and, <laughs> and they be fucking a ton. Um, and <laughs> Will you send us the links? We'll post that down below. Yes, I love them. I, oh, my God. I was fully at a cafe raging in the pants because, like, they, they have a new one. And it's about, like, how, like, this, this, this bear and this wolf wrestler like who were like came up and they were friends or whatever. And then the wolf guy totally fell in love with the bear guy. Um, and the bear was kind of reciprocating, but you know, he couldn't, so he got married and had a son or whatever. So he challenged him, uh, the bear beat him, stole his mask because of course luchadores and it was this whole thing. And he was fully disgraced. And so his son, his son uh, is the one that's now like trying to like reclaim his honor or whatever. Um, that's like a real wrestling storyline, basically. It sounds hot. like a wrestling storyline. Oh, and so, so like, so, much. so he finally got to like 
you know, like face off with the wolf or whatever. Um, and and it's this whole thing. It's like it's kind of like very like what what what's that? Enter the dragon, where like you have to like face all these different sort of like fights or whatever before you like actually face off with him. And like the ring is like scented in pheromones or whatever. So they're like fighting but fucking. Like ah! you, you you win by making the other one come. And apparently like you know after you come you feel really weak and lightheaded and oh oh my god you know, it's so good it's so good i love them so much i mean richard you fan. have to be you have to be the horniest guest we've ever had on yeah really? i think so i think i so. think you're the horniest guest i think so you I get can't... that you know where there's no slammies or glammies <laughs> this year but the nobody's award to the most horny goes to richard Appreciate um, that. No, my, my pandemic libido has been outrageous, this thing. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I, I, ha- I social distance. Well, I, uh, I definitely um, do not. I, I social approach, socially approach the men at least once a week these days. It's been wild. <laughs> okay, we're doing rapid fire. It's rapid fire time. <laughs> All right. One word answers. As quick as you can, favorite food. Uh, oh, favorite food. Uh, oh, 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 um, uh, Chinese food. Chicken um, or egg? But, but New York Chinese food. Uh, chicken or egg? Oh, chicken. Scrambled or fried? Fried. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Favorite color? Red. Favorite red comedy? To, red, well, yeah, okay. Comedy? Favorite comedy? Were you about to give me like an ombre? Like, <laughs> like gradient, like, your favorite like color. My favorite color is a gradient from red to fuchsia. I was gonna say I was like red to wear, but like you know, just <laughs> in my heart, it's purple. But okay, it's okay, fine. It's fair. Fine. So does red to purple. Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> sure. favorite comedy. Uh, my life. Favorite drama. My life. <laughs> favorite fairy tale. Uh, your sex life. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the lack thereof. Uh, uh, oh my God. Favorite lady. Uh, bunny. Oh, favorite baby. Little baby. Favorite animal. <laughs> uh, animal from the Muppets. <laughs> Good one. What are you grateful for? Uh, my life. I think my life is fucking cool and I don't have any right to complain about it. Uh, favorite musician of all time? David Bowie. Something you miss? My friends? Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, oh dream, my God. Dream job. Dream job. Um, uh, God. Call uh, into existence. I might be starting a band soon. Whoa! <laughs> okay. It's all I. It's all I can say right now. And We're I don't okay. have to. We'll have you back to talk about that. Yeah, when yeah, it comes yeah, to yeah, yeah. That might be um, my favorite fantasy, but yes, that that as well. I love that. Uh, someone you miss. My boyfriend. Kind of, okay. uh, favorite horror film or character? Ooh, God! Favorite horror film. Wait, wait, wait! I do have one. Oh shit! Oh, I, uh, I well, The Exorcist. Uh, you can't go wrong with The Exorcist. Favorite drag I'm reading artist the book of all right time. Now. It's so good. Oh, ooh, wait. Favorite drag queen? Favorite drag artist of all time? Yeah. Oh, uh, Thorgy. Uh, strangest thing in your home? This um, finger puppet magnet of Michel Foucault that also really looks like Sasha Valore. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 
Okay, uh, I can't decide if I want to call this true or false or very nice or very evil. So we're going to go very nice or very evil. Uh, okay. Last week it was Dan Housen, a wrestler who is very evil. Okay. Um, but anyway, very nice or very evil books. Ooh, very nice or very... Oh, very evil. Magazines. Evil. Cats. Oh, nice. Dogs. I've met, I've met the evil ones. They're not great. Uh, dogs, nice. Definitely nice. Wrestling. Ooh, the uh, heels, for sure. <laughs> Drag. Very nice or very evil. Nice. I, I do like a nice queen. Uh, uh, the secret. Uh, Alyssa is sitting on it. <laughs> God, very nice or very evil. Evil, have you seen this shit show, girl? <laughs> girl. Uh, the ginger divide. The ginger divide? This ginger. is the second time. Oh my god, do I say it like ginger? You ginger. do, you do. You say ginger. ginger. Oh, the gender divide. Um, uh, evil. Yeah, that's pretty evil. Okay, the ginger divide. Um, uh, I'm into fire crotches, so uh, very nice. Perfect. Uh, Care Bears. Evil. Great. That's all I have. <laughs> Why Care Bears? She that didn't do is... her, her embarrassing questions that she I'm going to. I'm going oh. to. Okay. I'm like, I've been talking about sucking dick I in public believe, restrooms. I can't like... believe you had reminded me. I uh, just can't. I just thought you forgot and I know. No, I did not forget. <laughs> uh, favorite nobody dead or alive? It, there's more than three of you? <laughs> yeah. No, just the three of us. But one of us is dead. Oh, fair, fair, fair. I'm gonna, you know, like I'm gonna pour one out for the homies and say Ariel. Okay. Say something nice about Accident Report. Um, you've given me very good tips in writing. Oh. Say something nice about me, Lady Berica Andrews. Um, I really like this hair color that you're sporting. <laughs> thank you so much thank you oh, richard this was such a carry and so much oh, fun and i love you and i miss wait and i and i spe and i specific i actually you have a i have a memory of you that makes me laugh all the time oh no um, that it's just like once you post it on facebook um does anybody have any leftover antibiotics and that i can like that that i you can spare or whatever and i remember yep. miss cracker commenting and being like this is the most brooklyn thing i've ever read uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so there you're part of a very like a, i think about it a lot <laughs> oh my brother called my mom and told her to call me because he was scared i was gonna die <laughs> I mean, oh, that's not actually funny. It was really funny, sweet. But... <laughs> it was funny. It's funny to me that that's... <laughs> that's not uh, funny at all, but... We have but to I... end this podcast immediately. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, you can follow uh, Richard at Songmess everywhere? Yes, at Songmess. And then for my own personal stash of nudes, uh, at Rixie, N-Y-C, R-I-X-I-N-Y-C. That's my Instagram. Uh, that's where you're more likely, most likely to catch me. If it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram do at song mess got it yes. thank you so much we thank love you. you no thank you guys for inviting me i i had a blast and love uh making a fool of myself uh in front of anyone who will listen <laughs> great <laughs> good night stopping everyone. the recording okay